Well, good morning, Church. Today it's Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter. And I'd like to take this opportunity to share with you scriptures relating to Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. It's an event considered important enough to include in all four Gospels. I want to take you back in a time over 2,000 years ago now, where hundreds of thousands of people were heading to Jerusalem in preparation for the Passover festival. Passover was one of those pilgrimage festivals where the entire population of the Kingdom of Judah were expected to make their way to the Temple of God in Jerusalem. The Passover festival commemorates the Israelites' departure from Egypt nearly three and a half thousand years ago. For it was Pharaoh's refusal to release the Israelites from slavery that culminated in God saying to Moses, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Yet judgment would pass over every home where the mark of the Lamb's blood was seen on the door frames of the Israelites' home, and the plague would not be on them to destroy them when judgment was executed in the land of Egypt. It's in this context that we read in chapter 21 of Matthew's Gospel that Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem is not on some grand chariot of war, but on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. This was to fulfil the prophecy in Zechariah 9 and verse 9 which says, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a coal, the foal of a donkey. And as Jesus entered Jerusalem, a great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And they cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And yet the Gospel of Luke records in chapter 19 and verse 39 that some of the Pharisees called to Jesus from the crowd saying, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Can you imagine it? Being in the crowd and the silence and Jesus is passing by, and the very stones under your feet begin to cry out the praises of God. The Gospel of Luke also captures the compassion Jesus has for Jerusalem and his people. In verse 41 it states, And as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. And as Jesus rode into Jerusalem, dominating the skyline was the temple of God. This was the second temple that had been built in Jerusalem. 
the first being that which King Solomon built. You know, the first temple contained five altars. One of the altars was the entrance to the Holies of Holy. Within the Holy of Holies, two cherubim of olive wood stood with the Ark of the Covenant. This innermost sanctuary was considered the dwelling place of the Divine Presence, the Shekinah Glory, and could only be entered by the High Priest once a year on the Day of Atonement. This first temple, however, was completely destroyed by the Babylonians around 586 BC. So construction on the second temple started around 536 BC. And it was around 20 BC the building was renovated and expanded by Herod the Great. And it became known as Herod's Temple. Incidentally, the second temple was later destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD during the siege of Jerusalem. And as Jesus, the great high priest, the Passover lambs of God slain from the foundation of the world, God, the Son, who shed blood on the cross just a few days later, would once and for all make an atonement for sin, the one who is divine presence. And as he entered the, into the temple, he was bringing to an end the old covenant order and was ushering in the new and better covenant. Jesus could see that the identity of the temple of God of Jerusalem had moved so far from its intended purpose. And with great authority, Jesus drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. Thieves, stealing from God and from God's people. The temple was supposed to have been a beacon of light and hope. It was supposed to be a place where the nations would come, receive prayer and body, soul and spirit healing. It was supposed to be a place of encounter, a place of encounter with God. And yet it become a place where only those who could afford to pay for that which was being sold in the temple were most welcome. The religious spirit that was evident in the temple had shut down the power of prayer and so denied the flow of healing and outreach to all. And we pray, Lord, please reveal in us if there's anything in us that has its roots in a religious spirit, a spirit that disables the power of prayer, that denies the river of healing life and outreach to flow. Lord, cut off this spirit at its roots and replace it with your Holy Spirit. And we declare, Lord, our bodies are the temple of your Holy Spirit. For God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 14 says, Then, after Jesus had driven them out, then the blind and the lame came to him, 
into the temple and he healed them all. The religious spirit had been driven out of the temple and then and only then those that had been possibly excluded came. They came and as they came they were healed by Jesus. Praise God. Jesus said that his house should be called a house of prayer for all nations. And I've been challenged in these unprecedented days of knowing how and what to pray. I'm encouraged though that disciples also asked the Lord to teach them how to pray. And Jesus taught them to start by praying, by saying, Thou Father in heaven. He said that we should pray that his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, would come and that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will, as it is in heaven, been brought to earth. And it's with this Lord's Prayer I would like to close. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen.